0: Well, welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Shanik. And I'm Corey. And we're thankful that you're joining us today, wherever you're listening from. And yep. we also thank you to those watching on YouTube. We appreciate uh, you joining us as well. That's right. And uh, we just want to say it is crazy because I think I sent you a text last week that we had Last more, night. You sent me last, text was, was it last night? Yeah, last night. <laughs> last week, we had more listens in a week um, than we've ever had in the history of this yep. podcast. So... Thank you for sharing. We say each and every week, share this podcast with a friend, with family member, have conversations around it, and that's happening. So thank you so Seriously. much for doing that. We Seriously. appreciate that.
1: Over a thousand listens between podcasts and YouTube on just two pastors and a mic in one week, which is crazy. Because again, we thought this was just going to be for a couple people in our church and our moms. So. Thank, yeah, and, it's and, awesome.
0: I had a couple people reach out that just were uh, friends um, from yeah. way back in the day. One person that I went to high school with, hey, I heard you had a podcast, you know, what's it, what's it called or whatever someone told me about it. And I'm like, wow, we're really getting out there. That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, so we appreciate it. So don't forget to share this and subscribe, like, comment, rate. If you haven't left a review, we really appreciate those reviews. Make sure you do that. Yep. But I'm excited because football is finally Back. College, NFL starts tomorrow. My Lions are on primetime opening game against the Chiefs. More excited to be a Lions fan in the history of being a Lions fan. And if you know anything about football, you can feel the pain and excitement in my voice at the same time. <laughs>
0: well, especially being a Lions fan, for sure. That's what I meant by that. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, I, I honestly don't get into college football that much. I'll turn on a game here or there. And I. I only recently over the last probably, well, not recently, maybe seven, eight years really felt back in love with the NFL, but it's only because I play fantasy football. So I actually fantasy. have like uh, an interest in it yeah. and how individual guys are doing. You know, I could care less who's winning and who's right. losing like team wise. I know you have the lions. I guess it's being from the Louisville area. Um, it's college basketball town. You know, we have IU Bloomington, we have Lexington in UK, we have Louisville right here and what we would call our hometown. That's how we, you know, express where we're from from Louisville. Uh we have that. And like college basketball is king around here. There's no pro football team and all of those college football teams or there's no Yeah, that's right. There's no pro football. But the the college football teams are even eh, they're all okay. You know?
1: Yeah. My wife has been sending me memes nonstop about fantasy football. And one of them was like, Oh, your husband's a doctor. My husband is the manager of a fantasy football team for the next four months <laughs> it's like oh great nice <laughs> yeah to meet. it
0: does not matter at all you'll probably hear us like put weekly no, shots in there with how bad or good our team's doing no uh, one cares over the next about four months, but you all team. do not care at all <laughs>
1: well there's a, I don't know if you've seen this John Crist has a little bit in his stand-up comedian <laughs> act on fantasy football he's like think about it men are watching football and then they're having a fantasy about a fantasy because none of us watching the game can play the game. It's all fantasy. (laughs) So we're having fantasy on fantasy on fantasy. And it is like, so funny. I was like, Oh, that's, that's pretty good. But yeah, yeah. college football. I'm a big Michigan state fan, even though we I haven't been in love with college football since probably 2015 when Alabama and Clemson and now Georgia kind of just took over. I I just know Michigan state's never going to get there to the college football playoff we're just not there. So I do enjoy certain storylines and I'm following Colorado with prime time as the coach. And I'm big. I've been watching like all their behind the scenes. If you haven't started watching the, what he has on, I think it's on Amazon prime or Apple TV. I can't remember which one I'm watching it on. It is. So I love that the behind the scenes and the motivational speeches he gives and, and I was following on TikTok the other day when they were about to play. The whole summer theme has been, we coming, we coming. And and then they get their hype people built up and they're like, we ain't coming no more. We, we here. here. And I'm we like, here. yeah, I'm ready to we go. We here. I, right? <laughs> I want to go play. It out is there, inspiring. I will say that. I want to go play. And I'm like, I'd get killed. I'm 5'9. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
0: well, here's the deal I think it's a good segue as you talked about your Lions and the expectation of the season. Um, And it's exactly what we're going to talk about in these seven deadly shoulds, because basically today what the episode is about is the expectation that we place on other people and their behavior based on what we have done Mm -hmm. and how we think they should respond or act. They should do these things for us because we think we do these things for others. And it just leads to a lot of disappointment, a lot of letdown. I know it's something over the last couple of years that I had to get over this idea of imposter syndrome. And I think we've talked about that on Mm -hmm. the podcast several times, but in it, I actually was assigned some homework, um, from the lady leading our, uh, our therapy group, our TLP group. And it was called, um, the disease to please. Hmm. That was the name of the book. And it was about the cure for people pleasing because on the Enneagram, I am a three. And I go back and forth, I'm, I'm a three wing two, or sometimes I've taken it, I'm a two wing three. Basically that means I'm an achiever is the three, but I'm also the helper, which is two. So I have this element of being a people pleaser. And then when you pair that with achiever, like I'm like the ultimate ultra people pleaser and I go out of my way. And because I do that part of me, I have fulfillment in that, I get joy in that, but I also set up a lot of expectations Because of that, because I do go out of my way for a lot of people, I give them my time. I sacrifice resources, like sacrifice time with family. I do a lot for a lot of different people. And there are a lot of times I expect people to do that same thing for me. Mm -hmm. But when those things don't happen is when I get really crushed. I get in a funk. (laughs) Um, I start to like turn inward and I really um, then start hurting relationships or putting false expectations. Let's put that out there false expectations on other people when they have no idea this was something I needed. That's why, again, it's so important to ask for what we need. Mm -hmm. If there are times where I needed some encouragement or I really needed some help, I'll need to put that out there because I'm also in that imposter syndrome, right? There's an element of being the Superman and the superhero. I can do it all on my own and I've learned that I can't. Mm -hmm. And it's still hard. You know, I I know we've talked a lot or even the last couple of months, like there are times where I'm asking for help and what might seem like a minuscule task or something, "Ah, why is he asking me to help? He can just do that. He's always done it. Or, you know, and sometimes that's the feedback I get, not just from you, just from other people Mm -hmm. when I'm asking stuff, because sometimes it's not huge, big ask. But if I'm at the place where I'm finally asking for something, even if it's small, Mm -hmm. oh, you better believe it is a, big deal to me. I appreciate you communicating that. Honestly,
1: (laughs) I do. And I remember when you went through this because you read the book and you were like, "Uh, the book was good. It it wasn't really helpful in terms of you were learning that other content outside of the book. It was just reiterating or complimenting what you were already learning, but you pulled out one section of the book and one page really. Yeah. These seven deadly shoulds. And I remember going through it. I took the notes on it and so now that we've been doing these series of sevens, I'm like, dude, we need to go back to these seven deadly sh- shoulds and talk about them. Because after I was reading them again this past week, I'm like, man, I still, I I put these shoulds out there. And we had Paul Young on here, again, one of our most listened to uh, podcast episodes. And he preached at our church, one of our most listened to sermons. Yep. And he said, and I'll never forget it. He said, all expectations are, are prophesied disappointments. And he he challenged us to live in a spirit of, expectancy, not expectation. And man, I, I am reading these again, and we're going to share them with you here in just a second. But I think that they're really good, really challenging. And so we wanted to kind of bring them to your awareness so that we don't live in this should land yeah. where people, we we have this expectation that because I do this, people should be doing this because it, it's only going to breed yeah. disappointment. And if
0: you find yourself in a place right now, frustrated with relationships that you have, you really need to lean in here and really listen to these seven deadly shoulds. See if you have found yourself in one of these places, um, because it might be hindering the relationship that you have in a very, very negative way. And, um, I know for me, as we go through these two, before we get to them, um, as I was going through the book, it was like, you know, it was just a kind of blah book. It was like, okay, some good stuff. I heard a lot of this, but as you said, I I was incorporating a lot of things that I was learning through TLP and from different processes from other people. Um, I got to this one page though, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am all seven. So (laughs) if you find yourself in a place where you have some of these expectations that you've put on others, uh, just because of the way that you have lived, um, it's not always fair to have everyone else have these or you have these expectations of everyone else and so here here we go we're gonna just gonna go through yeah. them the, and again the seven
1: the reason why we're doing this isn't to be like <clears throat> you should stop doing this it's really just to bring awareness because awareness is key in every area of emotional health and uh where, where your real estate mental real estate is so these are just to help bring awareness okay do you do you fall under one of these care categories and then what are you going to do about it moving forward so yeah number okay. one
0: so the seven deadly shoulds number one is other people should appreciate and love me because of all the things I do for them. Yep. And I know this is a big one, especially in the marriage world, all the things that like I do throughout the day. Sometimes it's just for our family. Sometimes they just need to get done. So they're small, simple tasks. But when you accumulate these small, simple tasks through the day, for the week, for the month, and you know, you're not getting recognition, especially for two words of affirmation, guys. (laughs) I'm like, wait, you should be appreciating me so much more. Don't you know, I did this, 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 this for you, but really it's for us as a family unit. And this is what I was able to contribute. But when we, when we place this should like, they should appreciate me because of my actions and what I do. It doesn't always translate that way because we, we learn different. We, we see things different in relationships That's why we talk so much about disc profiles and Enneagrams. It's why we talk about the five love languages, because you could be doing something to really show love. But if that other person, they don't feel or want to show love that way, it's not even a blip on their radar. Yeah. So (laughs) it needs to be discussed and talked about. I I struggle with that one. Do you struggle with that one? Oh, what do you mean? I, I'm a doer. What do you, we already talked about I this. I wasn't talking
1: to you. I was, it was kind of like a, that was a terrible question because I was <laughs> thinking of our listener and I know they're not going to audibly be able to respond here, but you just did. So it's, it's Oh, good. you're talking to our listener. <laughs> yeah.
0: I thought you were talking to me like, what do you mean? No, I told yeah. you I struggle with all yeah. seven.
1: If, if Julia listens to this episode, you don't have to send me a text of appreciation. I know you appreciate me even though I only get it once every two weeks. Oh my it, gosh. That was like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. So the, shot. No, she, so I did. I, I, we had a conversation over Labor Day, Labor Day weekend, and I was being so needy and so insecure. And she looked at me and she goes, "Whatever you're wanting from me right now, it's not my place to give it. You need to go deal with your own spirit right now." And I was <laughs> like, "I just wanted a hug," <laughs> but she was right. You know, I was oh, relying so on her to always feed this desire to be appreciated and loved. And it was because, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't gone and gotten that, that love from the spirit in in a while. So it was, it was good. Good reminder. Number two is this other people should always like and approve of me because of how hard I work to please them. And I, I don't know if I struggle with this one as much as I do with the first one, but it definitely is something that can come to the surface if you're only doing something to show your love to somebody else that, cause you value them. But that's the only reason for why you're doing that is like, Oh, see, I love you. Then what's your motivation behind that? Cause that's not love actually that's manipulation.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I know for me, um, well, let me just go into the next one because I really feel like it kind of builds on number two. Okay. And so the third sh- deadly should would be other people should never reject or criticize me because I always try to live up to their desires and expectations. And I know for me, I don't handle criticism well, and I feel like this might be um, a little bit arrogant for me to say this, but it's because I really do feel like I legitimately try to be Jesus in each and every single situation, each and every single, single day, and I know how far I am you know, maybe up on that, I don't want to say scale, but I, I really do try to live my life following after Jesus and being Jesus to people. And so when I get criticized about something I'm doing, I'm like, but you're over there doing nothing. And then Mm -hmm. I, Oh, I lose it. I really Mm -hmm. do. And so I'm like, you should never reject me. Someone who's actually trying to take risk and, and live it out and love people and build relationships with everybody. Like, Oh man, I, I don't handle the criticism well at all. But part of me, too, though, because I don't want to be criticized ever, I'll go out of my way and like sometimes exhaust myself to no end to meet everybody's expectations of what I feel they need of me, which Mm. isn't healthy at all. No.
1: Our big friend, Dr. Matthew Hester, he said it when we were hanging out this past summer. He said, criticism is not a luxury of those who are participating in the game. Criticism is for those in the stands. And I remember thinking, because you just said that, of what I'm doing, and I'm being criticized, and they're not even in the game, you know? Yeah. So I, I get it. That's a good it. way to say it. It is a good yeah. way. It was a big shout-out to The him. way I
0: said it was very arrogant and not right. No. But that it, was good. That's, <laughs> that's not at all how I was thinking.
1: Honestly, for, number three for me is this one I struggle with the most. And especially because during TLP, I made a declaration that I was no longer going to criticize or have opinions towards people that I do not personally know. And so then I started to get, I started to live in this should language of, well, people shouldn't criticize me if they don't know me because of, I, I'm not doing that to others. So when people what do you think about this ministry or this person? Or I'm like, well, if I don't know them personally, I don't have an opinion. Like yeah. I could easily have an opinion, but it's not gonna be helpful. And then I'm like dictating other people's spiritual walk based on who I criticize and who I love. And that's not healthy because I want people to learn on their own. I don't want people to become many versions of me. Uh, I do want to inspire you and challenge you, but yeah, to just be a replicate of me is not the goal. And so, yeah, I can, I can get, especially even when people reject me for maybe a message that I carry or the things that we talk about, like, oh, you know how many times on TikTok I've been called a sheep or a wolf in sheep's clothing and a heretic. And it's like, go listen to the whole episode and then we'll talk. And it can get very frustrating because I don't want to be somebody who dismisses other people's. So I, I get upset when people dismiss me, but. I'm I'm working on it. All right. What's number four? Number four is other people should be kind and caring to me in return because of how well I treat them. I don't struggle with this one that much. I really don't either. Probably because I'm not that that kind and caring. (laughs) (laughs) I do try
0: to treat people well, but also understand when I go into relationships and with dealing with people, you know, they're, they're dealing with a lot of crap and I try to have a lot of grace, whether, you know, I'm always going to treat them well. Sometimes they're kind and caring back. Sometimes they're not, but I know all they got their own crap they're dealing with. So I really don't struggle with that one either. And I'll, I'll say the next one, I really haven't struggled with that much either. Number five is other people should never hurt me or treat me unfairly because I am so nice to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I'm trying to be nice to people, but I never really have people wanting to try to hurt me. I don't think.
1: Yeah. So, well, maybe people leaving the church because uh Something. what's the next one? Oh, is that the next one yep. number six. Oh, yeah other people should never leave or abandon me because of how much i make them need me well i don't feel like i don't want <laughs> i don't want people to need me but i get no. what you're saying I, that no. does tie a, a lot to the church world of yeah i never want people to rely on me i don't even want my wife to rely on me that way one of my favorite things about my own wife is how independent she is and so some of the things I'm wanting her to do, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want her to be needy like that. That's a turnoff to me. So again, it, it, her confrontation, that's why I love her so much. She confronted me and just arrow right to my heart, but it was what what I needed to hear. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I do struggle with that one. Maybe not because I, I feel like I need, like I want people to need me, but because I do feel like I love, well, at least in the pastoral, yeah, I have yeah. something to offer and can really help and really challenge religious thoughts and honestly like where my relationship is with jesus over the last decade is so different than where it was the previous two decades that i would when people are like oh when when you make jesus well i was probably in my mid to late 20s is when i really met jesus and i gave my life to jesus when i was like six you know so i didn't i, don't, I would say i really didn't even know jesus until my late 20s and i want people to experience that jesus that that i found then so yeah I, yeah, it does hurt, though, when people leave. It does. And then the
0: last one, the seven deadly shoulds. Number seven, other people should never be angry with me because I would go to any length to avoid conflict, anger, or confrontation with them. Hmm. And I think this shows there's a problem in all of these, really, but even this one for sure, there's a problems problem with both sides of this, okay? You don't think people should be angry with you, but also if you're going out of your way, go to any length to avoid conflict, anger, or confrontation. Like sometimes it's okay to get upset and angry about something. Sometimes some things need confronted mm-hmm. to build that healthy relationship and to set those standards of an expectancy that maybe both both sides need. Yeah, and So proper boundaries. Yeah. You know, so seven deadly shoulds. Are
1: we going to repeat them? You can repeat them. Oh, there's a lot of them.
0: Other people should appreciate And love me because all the things I do other people should always like me and approve me above me because how hard I work to please them. Other people should never reject or criticize me because I always try to live up to their desires and expectations. Other people should be kind and caring to me in return because of how well I treat them. Other people should never hurt me or treat me unfairly because I'm so nice to them. Other people should never leave or abandon me because of how much I make them need me. And then lastly, other people should never be angry with me because I would go to any length to avoid conflict, anger, or confrontation with them. And again, we're talking about expectation and relationship, but partly, and again, this goes back to what we found, what I found in this book, the disease of people pleasing, um, the disease to please. And really what this is also about is setting some healthy boundaries for yourself in relationship. Because if you're going out of your way to avoid conflict, if you're trying to make people need you, if you're just doing all these things so that people will treat you a certain way then i don't think you're living fully authentic anyway and so mm-hmm. set up some Ooh, boundaries you know and uh and i think the relationships that that are in your life that that will Benefit you, I think, and be mutually beneficial. I think those we get will begin to flourish. Yeah,
1: I mean, last week we did the seven barriers to relationships, and this week talking about those seven deadly shoulds. It's because we want your relationships to thrive, and we want you to be in communities where you're being uh, not only bringing something to the table, but but taking as well from other people and and building yourself up and. This is really why we do this podcast is we want you to believe that you matter, but also give you content to help, help your life. And so if this episode was helpful, or if you want to discuss this with one of your friends or maybe your spouse, send it to them, uh, share this. We appreciate all the, all the shares, but yeah, just know that we don't want you to live in this should be language type thing, because it's not going to be helpful. You're only going to lead to disappointment and your relationships won't flourish
0: in this. Yeah. And I would say at the end of the day, what you really need to do is work on affirmation that you get from your heavenly father mm-hmm. because all these other things you want people to provide for you but you can get these from your heavenly father without having to get them from people and having those expectations falsely put on some people based on how you act so yeah i love that so yeah live hey in that.
1: big plug my book should be coming out here in a couple months if you want to get a early copy of it or a PDF copy, I will send it to you. You got to email me, Cory C-O-R-Y at hillcity.tv. But if you're doing this, you're you're committed to being a part of my launch team. That means you have to purchase the book on Amazon when it comes out and share it on your social media platform. So I appreciate all of you that have already done it. I already have like 47 people signed up for this. So I appreciate you and love you all. And we're excited to do this. So
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I can't wait till it comes out. Heck yeah. It'll be be good. All right. With that, just know you're loved, and there's nothing you can do about it.